sides of the bed? Are you smack dab in the middle of the bed? Smack dab in the middle. You smack dab in the middle. I ain't never smack dab in the middle. That's not true. I please. Got witnesses. I call them in to, to witness when it's happened. Your witnesses are not credible. What? Not credible. You say our people are both not of, credible both witnesses. Both of them blind to Joe ass. Aaron, not both of them. Just one of them. Poor baby. All right, so. You get it from his mama. We're going to do as many as we can because I am so tired of talking about Chinese people now. I'm so tired of talking about Chinese people and all their dumbassery. I ain't say all. Our audio is like a, like a, what do you even call this? High school dropout. Our audio is a dropout. Beauty school dropout. Um, alright, so tired of doing the list i'm tired of dealing with chinese people i'm tired of dealing i'm i am sick and tired of being sick and tired um, we're on vacation now yay Yippee. that means for the next month you think we can get through 40 40 list items in a month dude i could probably clean out 10 right now see that's how over it i am so i think we're gonna have to do a marathon kind of thing just just literally the list just get her done because i'm over it i'm tired of it there are more things that there are more there are more many more things in the world far more important to talk about even in relation to traveling and moving around and our uh new adventure that's now beginning somewhere in latin america yeah. So that's more exciting than these. This 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 is just I don't know, I think I think right after we made the list we got over the list. And I'm not think, going back to it. I think making the list helped kind of Okay, you're going to take the soft soft road to the oh we oh it was it was cathartic is what you're trying to no, say. No, I think it helped others to say yes that's yes 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 i have that too oh you 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 kind of felt the cheering squad behind us yeah <laughs> yeah that's why we did it right no 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 squad. we did it because we were making observations and yeah but the observation was what makes the foreigner go crazy by being in china and the foreigners that do not plan to stay agree yeah yes these are things that piss me off. But the foreigners that would stay all sit there quiet saying, no, I'm not. These are not that things are not that bad, which is bullshit. When they know that's not true because they they have the same things. They just might be stuck in a situation where they are aging out of being able to go someplace else. No, I or, understand, you know, self-preservation, but right. this bullshit to sit there and. I, I, I hate They're the part idea, of the problem. I though. hate the idea of trying to pacify individual people, but you're not doing anything to make anything better for anybody else, even yourself. Right. Or the or the school or the management. You're not doing anything to promote things getting better. Right. You're just no trying growth. to save your own ass, and yep. it's like, man, fuck that. Yeah. No. No, no mo, no mo, no mo. We ain't doing that no mo. So, this is just the way it's gonna be. 
we're going to talk about this stuff and move on and move on to something more interesting because yeah. the list now that doesn't mean there won't be a new list because <laughs> i'm sure there will be things at some point no matter where we go there will be things oh, but I'm sure. asia and eight this is essentially asia's list here well this is more china than asia it's more china but it is an asian list because yeah. most of the things that happen in china are kind of across asia yeah that's true now yeah. when you get into southeast asia and the islands and all that then things get a little more nuanced and different different from from mainland china right but because the, the a lot of the people that are out there in those parts of of southeast asia have the same complaints we do about china yeah but i would say korea japan china parts of thailand mm -hmm. and i'm sure laos cambodia all of all of that area yeah, our list is pretty much relevant. Probably, yeah. I'd imagine. Damn it. I was watching these, um, this couple I had interviewed with for, they were looking at going to our, the school we went to the first time we were here. And they have a YouTube channel. And I was watching one of their most recent YouTube videos. The YouTubes? And they were complaining, uh, maybe not complaining, but pointing out that no matter where they go, and they're in Vietnam, no matter where they go, people stop and stare at them. Mm. And now they're chubby and white and American, and so they get stared oh, at, in other words, pointed at. In other words, beautiful. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? They Is get, that what you're saying? They get pointed at and stared at, and as as they're making this vlog the woman pointed out that they were charged three times as much for the food that they had just purchased than the person ahead of them for the same amount of food yeah what's and, the problem and i just was giggling because we don't really have that here but in thailand that is a thing and it just blew up because a Thai person was charged to the Chinese Chinese price, which was, you know, it, the the dish was supposed to be like sixty baht, and they were charged fifteen hundred baht <laughs> for, the, for the dish, and they were pissed off because they were Thai and they shouldn't have been charged that. But the the waiter didn't know they were Thai, which led to the whole conversation of why are you charging anybody that much more for a dish that costs you 40 baht to make? Because they can. Yep, because they do. There's somewhere in Asia or it's India where people pay not a set price for um, goods and services, but they pay what they are able to pay for goods and services. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that in Thailand, that's much, that's there more than in China, where that idea that you can, if you can pay more, you do pay more. So their, their thinking is foreigner has money, 
they can pay more so right. they get yep. charged more yep. until they realize that you're just living there working there a lot like they are right and then all of a sudden the prices start coming right, like down when we were in beijing well like we when we were in thailand yeah being being there for what a month of going to the same vegetable market and then the next thing you know the prices were coming down yeah and going to the same people, yeah, that was that changed. Yep. It changed everything about their pricing scheme and how they charge you because they were seeing you. They they didn't see you as a tourist. They saw right. you as someone living there. Yep. And then once they heard, you know, you're a teacher, and then all of a sudden the prices came way down. Yeah. And if you sent the children over there, then they 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 charged them like a weird. Amount. And if they had like well, and I really and liked they would our give away stuff free. Our yeah, our fruit lady because if she had something new that we had never tried. Oh, here, take this, take this home, and everybody try it. Mm -hmm. Which is how we tried a whole lot of new stuff. Yep. So that, that apple mango, I would have never even, I never even heard of an apple mango before, and now it's like my only mango I'll eat. Be hating on the mango. I don't like mango, but the, the apple mango, mango is the, the shit. green mango, the yellow mango. I don't mind I that, like that that like green, green mango the, salad. That's pretty good. It doesn't have to be a salad. It can be a green mango. Take off the skin and start chewing. That thing is awesome. I like awesome. them crispy. I don't like them slimy. And then the yellow and the, the red. Man. The red one is the apple one. That was oh, that Man. was the shit. But they're only, you know, available two weeks of the year. I don't care. Two weeks. Right. <laughs> don't matter how how long it's available, eat it. Right. I would have never they had tried a, they the. They had a, a vegetarian festival lasted for a week. What do you do? Eat every day. Go to oh, the that's vegetarian. so awesome. Like, All right. We would have never tried the horse apples. Had oh, we not. That, that well, that's just from the cashews. Right. Those are the cashew apples. All right. So let's see here. I've got. You want to do ten things today? Well, I can because we're tired. We're tired. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I think I can start. Maybe that should be the name of this. Forget the list. Sick and tired of being sick and tired in China. I think I can start at forty-five and easily end at yep fifty-five. I could do it. You're trying to. You're trying to really, really. Well, see, I've got seventy, seventy-eight things. Well, I only have sixty-nine because I stopped making my list. But we already covered one. All right, let's see here. Uh, last, last show. Stop shitting outside. All right, let's toilet. let I, I I kind of have them a little bit grouped because most likely what happened was I thought of these things when something happened. Yeah. All right, so let's see. I've got two, and then two, then one, then one, two, three, four. Five, six, go together. All right. So the first two. Staring is never a good thing. Oh. And videoing or taking pictures of foreigners without their consent is very rude. Yep. So those go together. And I would say that, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot needs to be said about those. No. Uh, the the idea of what is rude being in China, 
there's there's no there's nothing I have not found a thing where Chinese people find what we find rude mm. that they find it rude too. They find it rude if you do it to them. No, they, they I don't think it's rudeness though. It's something else. It's something else it's something else cultural. It's something else in their in their mind about what happens, like, say, in a camera or they don't want to be seen in a bad light. Um. So if they got to pose, then they don't care. Right. You don't have to ask. Just let them pose. Give them the time to pose. And then all of a sudden they're fine. Right. So but for us, we, we, we look at them like, no, don't take my picture. No, stop staring at me while you're on the bus. Why are you looking at me? Yeah. You know. No, it's not okay for you to sit there and act like you're playing a game on your phone and you're really just videotaping me. Right. Talking to my friends on the bus. Yep. Like, no, no. Or, None you know, of that's you're, okay. you're walking and all of a sudden a group of children, oh, make a run, make a run, make a run. And they're pointing at you and like running alongside of you. Make a run. Yes, I'm an American. But, you know, I'm to the point now where I just don't care. I just look at him like, what is wrong with your stupid ass? And keep going. Whereas other foreigners, they flip out and, you know, snatch phones and delete stuff and throw things at them and scream yes, but and yell. That's, the, and that's why we did the list, because those are the that is the reaction after years of having to deal with this, this yeah. problem. And and I guess I don't see that. I don't see it as that big of a, an issue. Why do you care that they took your picture? Why are you going to go physically assault someone because they took your picture? What does it matter? I think it matters mostly. It matters because we do find it rude for that, for people to do that. And it happens so much. It's 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 like it's like an invasion. Yeah. It feels like you're being invaded. Yeah. You know, like we need a me too mo we need a me too movement for expats living <laughs> in China feeling violated cuz that's yeah. what oh, that's yeah, essentially absolutely. what it is. And you feel violated. Yeah, my whole thing is all about violation. And that I think that's that's the part that I don't like. It's like I mean you you end up ignoring it. Because really, honestly, do I really want to make a scene on a bus? And every I, I single time I, I really leave the care. house, yeah, I don't really. I'm not going to do that. But, but you know, it's I, just like you're I just know looking people at them. Who do. I've been in situations where I was with other expats, and you know, Chinese people being Chinese people start recording us or taking pictures, and the other expats lost their shit. And started throwing water at them and yelling at them across the room or the supermarket and snatching phones. And it was just, and I had to move away because I'm thinking if they get arrested for this crap, I don't want to be a part of that. Their yeah. behavior then jeopardizes me and my family. No, you're right. So... I can't be associated with that. And I think that's where some of this um, just ignore it and move on kind of thing 
comes in because if I allowed it to bother me the way they do, it doesn't just jeopardize my ability to be in the country, but my children and my husband. So it's like water off a duck's back. You just let it, you know, roll off. But I think also the part of the problem that that I've recognized is because no one says anything, the problem never gets fixed. So there's that other side of it. We need this country needs. And I, I've said this many times. This country needs a healthy dose of, of road rage. Oh, absolutely. This country needs foreigners to stand up and yep. be like, you know what? This is some straight bullshit. Yep. You need to stop and embarrass the hell out of a few people yeah. to make them understand that maybe maybe this is not a good thing what we're doing. Yep. Because right now, China is still kind of insular. It doesn't. It doesn't see itself as part of the rest of the world. It still sees itself as being separate. And it's still surprised when people know something about China. Yeah. You know, so yep. then you'll have, you know, you'll have a, a Chinese person who calls someone else fat, not realizing that they speak the language well enough to understand that you're calling them right. fat. But they don't know. They don't even yep. think about it like like it's even possible. Right. Like we had been only we had been in this area just a short time. And we had a package that was being delivered and your assistant told the guy on the phone, look for the fat foreigners. And when I said, oh, you told him to look for the fat foreigners, he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, dude, I understand you. Mm -hmm. I understand what you say. And that was the first time I think it really hit him that we weren't new to the country. Yes, but it's it's they don't have that sense of decorum that we think about. Right. Like, it's not, I I understand that you want to describe the person so that someone else can find them, but the way that you describe them, even if you, even if the person doesn't understand, that may not be a good way to describe right. someone. Yep. But that hasn't filtered down to regular Chinese people yet. No. You know, and I don't think that's filtered down to any Chinese people outside of people who have left China. Right. Then they are like a little more sensitive to how they say things and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be like, you know, I'm sorry. I did. I had to say it this way. Right. They recognize that, that it's not a necessarily a good thing, but there's no other way for me to say it to this person for them to, to get it. Right. You know, I can't say a white girl, a white lady because there's, there are other white people around. Right. I can't say, you know, Whatever. I mean, I don't know what you're wearing. So, you know what I mean? Just, right. They they would they would actually feel. They'd actually feel a way that's, of, that's about the thing. it. Yeah. They would actually feel. So anyway, staring. Stop doing that. Videoing, taking pictures. Bad idea. Because honestly, I think I think what's going to happen is the as China cracks down on the teachers that are coming in. And the requirements for people to work in China, um, one of the reasons, you know, that I don't want to stay here because I, I kind of see the writing on the wall that they're not going to get high quality people. Right. They're just um, getting anyone with a degree, which, well, right. and which teaching is not in a high good, schools and teaching. Right. In that's not a good measure, a measuring tool because you have lots of people who may not have a bachelor's. But have been teaching TEFL for years or ESL for years 
and now they're no longer eligible to teach, but they they're the ones who have the techniques that are more effective than this person fresh out of college with a degree with no experience whatsoever. Yeah, they're getting they're going to start getting they're going to they they don't realize that that while they think they're raising the bar, they're not. They're actually lowering it because they're going to end up pushing out the very people that like you said have the experience in country already. Right. And may want to stay. Right. They're going to they're effectively push them out, disqualify them, and then the people that they're going to be getting are going to be fresh and they're not going to know or they're not going to they're not going to put up with the stuff that the person who has been here for a couple of years puts up with. Right. And they're going to come in and they're going to be like, no, this is stupid or no, I'm not going to do this. And then they leave with after a term. Right. And then everybody was going to look around and they're going to try to figure out, like, why are they leaving? It's like, because you never fixed these problems yep. when you had people here yep. that were willing to work with you on these problems. And your company is prime example of that. How many oh, teachers have you lost? They lost just this term. Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I think they lost more back office staff than teachers, but they uh, and those were Chinese back office staff. Um, right. I don't know how many teachers that they have hired and fired in or hired and the teachers have left since September. I think I want to say there's only been like three. No, Aaron. No, there teachers. were there were some teachers in Beijing that one guy quit the first week of school. Yeah, but that was and one. then there were there's there were two others that had quit. In Beijing, in Beijing, teachers? yep, yes. I don't know of any other teachers yep. in Beijing. Um, two guys, and then um, I think they were Chinese. No, one was Pakistani, and one not, was. That's not Beijing, though. Yes. Mm -mm. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think that many left. It, it was like maybe three or four teachers that. That's went. still a lot in the first term. Well, that's. But that's what they wanted. Wait, what? That's what they wanted. That's how they treated the teachers. They oh. treated the teachers like they didn't want them there and that they weren't important. Oh, you want me to go to my next thing? Go ahead. You know, you want me to go? You really, you really want me to go down to the, to the six plus? No, no, I ain't going to do that yet. We'll, we'll come back to that. But yeah, that, th that discussion has to do exactly with the other ones that I've got down here. All right. Um, but yeah, they. I don't. I. I think the problem is, <clears throat> and we heard this in our meeting on Friday that ended the term. Um, teachers are here to teach. Is what yeah. we were just told by the head of the school. The the school that I'm at now, teachers are here to teach, which means you don't do anything else but teach. In other words, you have no say about anything else. You don't need to be consulted on anything else. You don't do anything else but teach. Now, I did not have that discussion with those people because I'm not in their program. Right. But And I don't think they understood that the, the person making that statement didn't really understand that that's not all I do. Right. You know, 
I don't work for you guys. I do something else. Um, but because I don't think they've ever really embraced what my company is doing at the school and what I've chosen to do while being here, because I'm the only head teacher to be here at this program at this school, right. then because of that, they don't have any clue and my company has no balls to sit back and be like, this is what we do. Right. You know, even if I'm not doing it the best way that this company thinks it should be done now that it's merged with another company, it's irrelevant. It's It can't be that my company does it, does education the same way that the school does because the school doesn't have any international classes. So they, no matter what, the school is not equipped to deal with classes taught in English as the majority part of the day of the student. So right. they don't, they're not, they're not, they're not there yet. They're still saying that everybody needs to act the same way and do the same things. They're not even thinking along these lines. Right. So I'm not, I'm, and I'm not going to really worry about it. Cause like I told my boss today, my time is short. You know, my time is short. I'm, I'm not looking to do all of that other stuff anymore. Right. I am just there to try to get the kids through the next term, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, to, you know, help them as much as possible because I'm leaving and they know it. Right. <laughs> you know, so too bad, so sad, but you know, that these, these guys, you know, and it was always going to be, no matter what happened, that you're going to end up leaving and you're going to leave at the end of one group's two-year term and you're going to leave in the middle of another group's one year, you know. Right. And and that was always going to be the case, but hell no, I'm not, there's there's no way, you know. There was, there was once, back in March of 20, I would say back in April of 2016, I knew I'd never work for this company again. Right. Back in April of 2016, I knew I would never extend my contract with this school again. Right. Because they're not, they, they're not, they were never prepared and they've done literally nothing between that time and now to improve their situation. And they don't understand it. And I've said it so many times that in my meeting with them, I literally say, I've already said this multiple times already. I've yeah. already talked about this. So I'm not going to do it again. You know, and they, and, and I don't, and this time they chose, you know, because the, the, the big, the guy building the school, he's not, he wasn't there at this meeting. It's the first one that he hasn't been at that I've been oh. at. So since he wasn't there, then they had nothing to say. Right. You know, because if he was there, then they would have had to try to save face and right. and act like they were solving problems. You know, but I, you know, at the school, I, I asked them a simple, simple, I mean, an oh my God, simple question that took them 20 minutes of back and forth to try to argue about what's the last day of school. Right, we That's all I said, because I just, it just hit me out of nowhere. Karen needs to know so that she can start looking at flights. What's the, <laughs> la- what's, what's the last day of school? And all of a sudden, it became a big thing. And I just was sitting there like, and I, I usually, I poke the bear all the time. This was not that case. I was literally sitting there going, 
what are they talking about? <laughs> because they're having like this long, drawn out conversation and voices are being raised and people are scrambling on their phones. And it's like, what is going on? I thought this was a fairly straightforward kind of question here. You know, <laughs> either you you know what it is or you don't know what it is. There's not a whole lot of discussion there. Do you have it today? No. Okay, can you get it to us by the time school starts? Right. You know, because, I mean, school starts in a month. I understand everybody's going on vacation. Okay. I, I, I don't expect you to give me that information, but can I have it before June? Because right. that's what usually happens. That's right, what's right, happened. right. They give it to they you give it like to us in, June in June or something like to that. say these are the final exam days in July. Yep. And then it's like, okay. And then we scramble to try to try to make that end of our term and then do our final exams, do our reporting yep. and blah, 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 blah. So I was just asking because they said, does anybody have any questions? And nobody said anything. So I just threw it out there. Do we have a last day of school? Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got all these people talking. It's like, okay, <laughs> that was interesting. So, yeah, this school is not, it hasn't been ready for prime time since I've been here, since I got here. And the company that I work for, who's now merged with another company, is they're, I, they're still not ready. Right. You know, they, they, they're just, it's just not, they have not gotten to the point where the things that we, the basic type of business that we do they don't do yet right so like i have a, a person asking me what what should they ask um what should they ask a prospective student coming in because i keep saying there should be interview questions there should Absolutely. be this there should be that and then it hit me this morning i was like you know what edge of china the company that merged with my company they should, they have, should that have that already. It's yeah. like, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel when those questions and that interview process was supposed to be done by our company because they told us they were going to do it. Yep. And they were here last week and they were supposedly teaching everybody what our company does so to make pro quote unquote promotions better. They were supposed to be here and they were supposed to have done that work to create those assessments and those interview questions. But why isn't it done yet? That was back in August when they told us that they were going to do that. That it was going to be the same across the entire company. Then the company merges with another company, larger company, larger entity. You would think that they would have something to do. Nobody has anything. Nobody has anything to assess students. Because they're too busy napping at their desks or I know, playing but video games on their phone. I, I, I'm sorry, but do you think I'm going to do that now? No. Hells no. There's no reason for me to do that. One, no matter how, what a person does as an assessment or an interview, they're going to take them. Yeah. So if yeah. I can't keep you out, if yeah. I can't disqualify you yep. as a student. What's the point? Then there's no point in testing you. I just agree. take the student. Don't, what, why? Just what do, what do you think you're going to get? Get us their records. We have never seen a record of a student from the, from their prior school. No. Nope. You know, and the school's reputation is so bad now is that they they are known as the school that will take anybody. Yes. So, 
if you if you have a good student, send your child to Guangzhou or send your send your child to Shunda. But if you're a bad student, if you cannot, if you did not pass Junkao, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna even try to pass the Gaokao, then this is the program that you go into. Right. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, being that's an the, entire school of bad students. yeah, bad students, and that's what they're known as right now. That's what Chinese people say about this school. Wow. You know, and it's just a catch-all for it's the catch-all. It's like a Throwing one of those nets out there and just dragging it across the bottom of the of the ocean. Right. You, you're going to catch everything. You're going to catch maybe some fish that you want. You're going to get those gonna, slimy little and, and you're also going to get, you know, garbage and, you know, yep. cans and Empty all kinds bottles. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get all of the you're going to get everything. Yep. So anyway. All right. So what you got over there? I'm done rambling now. All right. Mine are all medical. I'll, I'll ramble in a minute. Hmm? Mine are all medical. So. Hmm? My 45 says... Medical? Yes. Yes, I prefer traditional Chinese medicine. I'm in China. Western isn't something they do well. Yeah. When did they start doing Western medicine in China? About 50 years ago. Five years ago? I have some of the most horrific experiences in Chinese hospitals. It's it it's flabbergasting. Um, let's see. So, but I have a phenomenal experiences with the traditional Chinese medicine. So when we first arrived, I I had really bad asthma. Um, I was suffering from some food stuff. We didn't know what it was. Turned out to be mushrooms. Um, Magic mushrooms. We lived in a steel making city and so (laughs) the the air was horrible and i got bronchitis all the time i think in that two years time i had bronchitis maybe six times and so going to the the traditional medicine doctor actually worked better than going to a western medicine doctor because when you go to the western hospital they just want to give you an iv of saline because they think that's going to do something for you and maybe give you an no, antibiotic. they've got magic medicine that makes you better. Uh, they try to give you an, um, an antibiotic, but they don't necessarily want to tell you what the antibiotic is, which is dangerous, especially for people like me who I have allergies to medications. So uh, there was a situation when we were in Thailand, I got really sick working at a kindergarten. We moved to China. It never got better. I was sick for six months um, to the point where I was coughing and tore muscles and whatever. So I went to the hospital. Didn't have a choice. Couldn't go to a traditional medicine hospital. They took me to the Western Medicine Hospital. And the doctor said, oh, you're so bad. We have to give you an IV of antibiotics. I said, Okay. What's the antibiotic? Well, she didn't want to tell me. And I said, you have to tell me the name of the antibiotic because you could give me something I'm allergic to. And she said, do you just itch? (laughs) What? 
what what do you mean no i die what do you mean do i just itch because if you just itch that's okay (laughs) and i looked at her like she lost her fucking mind like what are you talking about if if it makes you itch you shouldn't use it so i said no i cannot i i itch but there's more so she gave me the name and it's actually um the antibiotic that caused me to go into anaphylactic shock she would have killed me I don't itch. I just die. I, I mean, I went into anaphylactic shock from the pills, and she wanted to give it to me straight into my vein. And I looked at her, and I said, no, you'll you'll kill me. No, 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 it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And then she got really angry with me because I refused to allow her to give me this medication and and basically tried to throw me out of the hospital because I didn't want her to kill me. But... That's just damn Westerners. Why can't they just die? Right. But that's that's not the even the worst situation that I had in a in a Chinese hospital. So I always go to the traditional medicine hospital because they've been doing Chinese medicine for six thousand years. You know, they say drink this tea, which tastes like ass and. You know, slather this mud on your chest and put on a piece of jade. I just do it and it works. In like two days time, I'm better. Which is crazy, but. Um, let's see. Eating and drinking cold things during your period does not cause infertility. Okay, now, see, now you, got, now you have a problem. Now you have a problem. What? Because you just said traditional Chinese medicine. They've been doing it for 6,000 years. Uh-huh. And they understand it, and it works. You just said that. Okay. Now read your thing again. Eating and drinking cold things during your period does not cause infertility. It does. It does you not. You just said Chinese medicine knows That's what it's talking Chinese about. Medicine. That is Chinese medicine. It is not Chinese yes, medicine. Yes, it is. The it's drinking only- of hot water and all of that. That's all part of Chinese medicine. Doctors, Chinese doctors will tell you that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run tell that. Run tell that. Listen, I don't go to the Chinese, the Western hospitals in China because they don't change their fucking gloves and they try to give you. Okay, a, but that's not what we're take talking your about. Blood. They, that's they, not what we're talking about. Chinese medicine no, no, no. works. That's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about Chinese medicine and the philosophy behind Chinese medicine. Because to say Chinese medicine, you're talking about a certain way of thinking about medicine. And that's one of the things that is. Part and parcel of, of Chinese medicine when it comes to women and their cycles. What you got to say? Aaron. What? It's Chinese medicine. You said it was good. You said it worked. You just said it. I did say it. But I also have science. 6,000 6, years, you said. Science. Uh, but wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. Science. You can't say it works on one hand and then turn around. It does and work. And say this is some bullshit. You can't do that. Listen, there is science behind the tea and the the mud. In- wait, wait, wait. They're not doing it because of Western science, though. Okay. But that's not why. So you can't use science. Science You need to tell me you really believe that. Oh, wait. This has nothing to do with me. I am not Chinese. 
I don't believe that most of the Chinese um, traditional medicine really works. I think a lot of it might be placebo and a lot of it might be boosting of your um, boosting of your immune system at the point when you need it, when you're when you're feeling bad. And a lot of their medicine is treating symptoms and not actually treating problems. Okay, that's that's Chinese medicine to me. Okay, so if I if I have a cold or the flu or bronchitis and I drink jujube tea or something made with jujube, guess what? You're boosting your immunity. I'm bo- right. I'm boosting but- my immune system and I'm also getting something that's going to n- not only soothe my throat, stopping the coughing and the, the, the discomfort, but it also does help uh, with uh, bronchial issues. So it does help. But I it would wish, help if I just sat there and ate jujube. Listen, I wish the stuff they gave me to drink tasted like jujube tea okay, instead of know, the bottom of a barrel know, of something. But you're saying, but still, I don't, I think they're treating symptoms. They're not treating problems. I think that maybe it's a bit of both. So you're saying it works? I'm saying that worked. <laughs> So you just gotta you're gonna back up to your list and you're gonna go, damn it! No. I'm back here again saying that that the Chinese medicine works, but women should be allowed to drink cold things when they're on the period. It, no, what I'm saying is it does not cause infertility. Are you sure about that? Yes. Maybe maybe it does, because you know Chinese people aren't really human. Aaron, shut up. <laughs> That's why their for, kidneys are for in their those, abdomen. For those of you that don't understand that joke, Chinese people have told me that they're not human, that they're Chinese. Right. So. And they don't come from anywhere else. They just popped they, out of the ground pop, right, in they China. They come from China. They don't come from the same place that the rest of the human They're like dwarves. They from. just popped out of the stones. So that that's the that's the joke that. Chinese people, some do not believe they're a part of the human family on this planet. They are separate from that group of people, which, of course, is asinine, you know, but that's 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 their that's their story and they're sticking to it. But that's why their kidneys are in their abdomen. My number 27. But they are. They're just they're right there. We have had. Students (laughs) Students <laughs> in three different regions of this country now tell us that their kidneys are in their okay, abdomen. Okay, but these are kid. These are people. One that are young. Two that have never had a biology class, or and definitely never had an anatomy class. If I if if I tried, if I if I put up a picture in the classroom, you know, they're, they're just the regular science classroom pictures yep. of the body. Yep. You know, you get the nervous system and then the uh, the picture that shows like digestive system, yep. circulatory, blah, blah, blah. If I put that up on the wall, they would cover it. Why? The students would cover it because they would they would find it. They 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 think it's scary. What? They de- Yeah. It's why they don't do dissection because they're taught that to go inside of the body is that's a problem. You're not supposed to go. You're not supposed to cut it open and look. Which and is see. why they. Which is why you don't go to Western medicine in China. Right. Right. Because they don't do that section. These motherfuckers wanted to give me 
a, a appendectomy when I didn't have appendicitis. Which is funny, because how do you do an appendectomy without cutting someone open? You have to cut them open. <laughs> now, the next question is, how do they get the appendix out? <laughs> <laughs> it's like operation. Don't touch the sides. <laughs> I mean, come on! They're they're gonna do even if you do an I I don't even know if you can do an arthroscopic. You cannot appendectomy because it's the 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 incision is so small anyway. You just but it would be arthroscopic then. That means you can go in with a camera. You, you don't go, need to. You just no. I'm saying, but you can. You could go in with a camera. Go in with the with the tool. And and go in and arthroscopically cut out and pull out an appendix. It's not big. No, it's like the size of a worm. I mean, it's like uh, that's a deflated what I'm saying. balloon. So you could potentially do that, and maybe that's what they do. Now, granted, I don't know how they know the difference between an appendix and... They don't. ...the rest of your intestines, since... Look, I guess I'm going to have to tell this story because... I want the people to truly understand how scary it is here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We got time for your story. Yes, we do. We no, have no, no. Let's, let's let's do your story another time, man. We got it. We got a lot of lists to go through. We here. don't have that much. This is gonna happen. Just deal with it. Oh God. So I had some abdominal pain for a couple of days. My lower right side decided I had to go to the hospital because I couldn't take it anymore. I had vomiting, fever, diarrhea, couldn't do it. Go to the doctor or go to the hospital. There is no one there because it's 1130 in the morning. So we have to walk the entire seven floors of the hospital trying to find someone so that I can be seen. I tell them that I have abdominal pain. But the word for abdominal pain is dudza, which just means your tummy. So they said, oh, you have tummy pain. You have to go and see the lady doctor because you have an infection in your lady parts. I'm like, whatever. So I go to the gynecology department. They say, you're going to have to have an ultrasound. I'm like, great. I'll have the ultrasound. I get ready to have the ultrasound and the doctor comes out and says, okay, we need you to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, why would I have to go to the bathroom? I'm going to have an ultrasound. I need a full bladder for that. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need to go. Yes, 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 you need to go. They open the door for me to go into the room to have the ultrasound. And there is an L-shaped bench lined with women that are naked from the waist down sitting on this bench waiting their turn to have a vaginal ultrasound. I am watching this woman have a vaginal ultrasound with no covering on the wand, no covering on the table. And I had to go after these 15 women that were sitting there and the 16th one that was already on the table. I don't fucking think so. These motherfuckers tried to kill me. Then, after I refused... I don't know what you're scared of. What? What? <laughs> what? Then I had what? to walk... What? You think you think these things are supposed to be covered and... and, and... Sanitary? Oh, come on. Why? That's what you have an immune system for. Stop. Stop. Next. Just stop. All right, keep going. So then I go... I had to go see the surgeon. So I had to walk the block and a half to the surgery hospital... 
to go see the doctor, the surgeons. And then they want to know, of course, when was the last time I had a girl's day? And I told them, you know, 2016 or two, 2006, sorry, 2006. And they couldn't understand that I didn't have periods anymore. So I explained to them I'd had a, a partial hysterectomy. They couldn't even understand how that worked because they couldn't see any scars. I didn't have big incisions, so they told me I was lying. That I actually didn't have the surgery done. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they wanted me to stay in this hospital in the hallway for three days. Sleep on a cot in the hallway. When I got off the ho- off the elevator to this floor, there were 11 people smoking in the hallway outside of the ele- elevator in the hospital wing, throwing their cigarette butts on the floor. There was one toilet. It was an open squatty potty. The rooms were like old school World War II movies where you have like all these metal beds and just rows and rows of people in one big room. Mm-hmm. They didn't provide bedding for the bed. They didn't provide a nurse to care for you. They didn't provide food for you to eat. Who did? Your family was supposed to provide all of these things. But yet you had to pay to sleep in the hallway. So I just took my ass home and ran the risk. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Because if your family's going to take care of you anyway, why do you need to be at the hospital? Right. So they're insisting that I should have my appendix out. And I told that I needed to know, you know, what does my blood work say? And, oh, there was no infection. Well, if I have no infection, then I don't have appendicitis. We'll give you an antibiotic and it should clear it up. I'm sorry, but that's not how appendicitis works. You don't just take an antibiotic. So I just left and I was like, they're going to they're trying to kill me. I'm not doing this. And and normally I'm pretty good with medical stuff. I've had enough surgeries. Yes, you have. And medical procedures and visits to the doctor that I honestly, truly and honestly believe I know more medical information than the two surgeons I was talking to. Okay, so I have totally forgotten what you were, what was on your list. So my last thing was drinking and eating cold things does not make you infertile. All right. So back to your infertility. (coughs) Why doesn't it? Maybe that's the problem in America with all these women having all these problems with having babies that they keep drinking cold things when they're on their period. What? Or maybe they're maybe it's because they're drinking cold things in wintertime. Oh my god! Did you did you, you da, 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 maybe that's the problem? If they if if Western women didn't drink cold things in the wintertime, they'd probably be healthier. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go to the next one. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you should see my kids, the students' faces when I tell them you don't have to drink hot water in the winter. Oh! <sighs> my next one is. It is not necessary to drink hot water, ever. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Their faces, they just can't understand it. It's like, no, no, you must. It's like, no, they're giving you hot water because your water was bad. 
Right. <laughs> it was boiled. Didn't help with those heavy metals, though. But, Which is why you all suffer from lead poisoning. But, but, you know, that was it was to kill bacteria. It had nothing to do with just drinking hot water. Oh, you have to drink the hot water because of the oil in this food. But what if the oil wasn't in the food to begin with? Right. <laughs> do I still have to drink hot water? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, you have to drink hot water because my hands are cold. What? Yeah, because I have to hold the cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the kind of shit I deal with. I am not kidding. These kids, like my cup, it's plastic and glass. It's meant so that you can... can, It's not a cup. It's a water bottle. You can... Well, it's small, and you you can brew tea in it. And so you can put your hot water in there. You can put your tea in there, and it's got the little basket inside to keep the tea from getting in your mouth when you drink it and it's plastic and glass and if you put hot water in here it's a warmer it's a hand warmer you could just sit there and just hold it and that's what they do in the classroom even here that's exactly what our water bottles are going with us why because because why because why waste them and i like my water bottle i don't know they're glass they may not make the trip Oh, they'll go in a backpack. Oh God, man! Please, do you know how much stuff I gotta put in a backpack? I got um, a, I got a camera backpack. Are you kidding me? That won't my even low pro, stuff. My low pro, my low pro, right? My low pro backpack is is. I mean, I don't even have my the the stuff for podcasting in there, and I don't. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's not in there. Right. Yeah. No. And and my monitor is not even in there yet. So. Ooh. Uh, my next one is ice does not hurt you. Come on now. Yes, it does. So, if you told, if you touch it, you don't even. Uh, you you could fall. You could fall from eleven floors up. Need to put ice on a knee that you slammed into the ground below, and you'll tell me you can't put ice on it because why? I don't like ice. No, why? It causes me pain. There you go. So ice hurts you. See? Listen, I, I, ice, I you're not you're 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 not doing too well tonight. I with your ice my things. knees when necessary. Man, please, you don't have to put ice on them knees in years. You put That's not true. you put ice close to your knees. I put <laughs> I put my pinguino packs on my knees. Don't even like try I said. It. You put ice close to your knees. You do not let the ice come nowhere near. Yes, your, I do. I, I used to take what when I was what after surgery, and I used to take take my take those. Plastic bags, fill them full of ice, straight to the knee. Oh no! Yeah, what did you? What do you do? Uh, at least four, five towels. I do not. <laughs> One ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I have those frozen penguin shaped oh, packs that are perfect you for your, my knee. Yeah, because knees are flat. <laughs> I can curve the pack. Whatever. <sighs> ice won't hurt you. But you see kids that are like have a big old swollen something. And you're like, oh, you need ice on that. Like, no, 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 teacher. Ice is bad. But they're not. They're not making the the distinction that we make. We're looking at it going. You need to take the swelling down. Yes. In order to remove the swelling, you have you should put ice on it. I have a feeling that they're not looking at swelling as a bad thing. So then they want the swelling there. Because swelling does have a purpose. I mean, it stops your movement. It's like a, a nature's cast. Um, 
your body is then doing repair. But it can't... You have to... Like, if you want to get a bone set, you can't be all swollen. You have to have the swelling come down to set the bone. Yeah, I know, but most of the stuff that you're dealing with with people is not broken, and you're not at the hospital where you're getting the bone set. That's not what's happening. We... We... We have a certain, I think, when it comes to medical things, we have a certain body of knowledge yeah. as just regular laymen yeah. that if a child falls down, yep. bumps their head, yep. first thing we do is put ice on it. I mean, outside, and, of, outside of cleaning the area. But and mostly checks them for concussions. I know, and, but you're going to put ice on it. Yeah. Why? Because we know swelling could be damaging, broken blood vessels or whatever. But, that, all that could be damaging. Yeah. Okay. Chinese people do not do that. Nope. And that's the difference. But they're not dealing they're with. They're going to rush the child to the hospital right, gonna, and get them an hospital. IV that yeah. they don't fucking need. Well, that's what that, you know, that's their their that's their layman's thinking. layman knowledge is basically take them to someone else. Yeah. That should know better than they do. And. You know, our health care and our health care system has become one where you kind of have to treat yourself at home until you can't treat yourself right, home anymore. Right, because you can't afford to go to the doctor. you can't afford it. So yep. we don't have a, a people dependent on a health care system that's run by the state. We have a people that is will use the health care system when we can't do anything else. Right. But, I mean, like, even me with my finger... You know, I fell at school. Your finger is the f- what jacked up. Two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand and sixteen. I fell at school in September of two thousand sixteen, and my finger. I still can't bend it all the way. I still. I'm. I'm never gonna go to a Chinese doctor to try to fix that. No. Nope. I mean, I know that based on like what I saw from like. When it happened, how it swelled up, where the pain was, the kind of motion that I lost, I, and all the all of the things that went with that injury, and then all of my research looking at online about the finger and the internal workings and what could be wrong with it, I knew one, no bone was broken. Yep. You know, so then now you're talking about ligaments yep. inside the finger. That were, I think, most likely torn. Probably. Okay. And so, but what, what do you do for that? There's not, everything that I saw said there's nothing you could do for that unless you had surgery to re, to actually put the two pieces, two sides back together. Right. Outside of that, it was basically ibuprofen, ice, and try, to, try to keep it. From scar tissue from building up to the point where you can't move it anymore. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like my knee, right? Yep. Mine too. And every other time you've got an issue with some tendons or ligaments. Now that is the scar tissue and the nerve damage I had from my patellar realignment. That, That was really helped by acupuncture. Because when we first arrived in China... It hadn't even been a year since my surgery. And so I was still having a lot of the swelling to the point where I couldn't get my pants off 
some nights because my leg would be so swollen. And so the acupuncture really helped break up some of that scar tissue and reduce some of the swelling. But I had to go, what, five days a week for months to have that done. And it's super painful. The, the type of that's acupuncture. That's traditional medicine. That's, well, there And in a culture that doesn't allow people to express pain. Right. Who cares if it's painful? Right. You aren't allowed to express pain. Um, but there's a few different types of acupuncture and people only think about the one where they put the needle in and they leave it there. And that's only one type where they might put the needle in and take it right out. They might put the needle in and leave it there and Work then it all around, put heat on it. They might put the needle in and hit it with a tuning fork <laughs> and then let the tuning fork sit there Work for a minute. Work it all around. And then the last one, which is the kind I had, where they stir it up. Stir it up. And it is so excruciatingly painful. And yeah, I think I would have hit somebody. And you're in a room on a table, like a massage table, full of people. I mean, there's like seven or eight beds. And they're all full. And you've got all these people waiting. And so... They all see your parts. They all saw my big white ass. They oh, God. Know. Poor people. Did you pay them for, for the damage to their They were taking videos of it and taking pictures. And, and I say, screw them. You want to take a picture of my ass? Fuck. Go for it. That's like. that's like Bright light. Bright light. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gizmo would have gone freaking nuts. Yep. Yep. So that's. The acupuncture really did help a lot. Like, I still. I don't swell nearly as much as I used to. And I did get some of my um, feeling back in my leg. Not all of it, but some of it. Um, let's see. Number 50. Getting an IV for everything is stupid and wasteful and unnecessary. Okay. Let's, let's, let's. Yeah. Um. Chinese people go to the the hospital for anything, and usually they will end up with an IV. Now that, and we only know this mostly because of our students that come back and tell us, "I went to the hospital yesterday. Why did you go to the hospital? Oh, I felt I had a this this thing happened, or this is how I felt. What they do for you? They gave me an IV. Um, and. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you can put pain medication in an IV. They don't, though. But okay, but you could. You could. Um, I guess you could put some kind of other kinds of medicines in an IV. You can. Um. But the problem that I have with the whole IV thing is they're giving IVs for things. That don't have cures. So what are you doing with the IV? So you have a child. Has a fever. The child goes to the hospital. The, the hospital gives them an IV. And then they, send, they just send the child home. But here's another part of that whole IV thing. So they want to give you an antibiotic via the IV. You'll, you'll have to go there. 
get the IV, and sit there for maybe four or five hours. It does not take that long to push an IV through. S then you'll have to go back for seven yep. days. Seven yep. days where you're wasting four or five hours sitting there. And you pay every single time you go. That's another thing is in China, before you have any procedure done, you got to pay. You pay for it you ahead of time. That shit, so that shit is flat if, out. You don't get treated right. until you pay. So you pay to register. Might be like a dollar. You pay to register. Then they send you to the, you go to the department and they will tell you what, what things that they need done, what tests they need done, procedures, whatever, x-rays, whatever. Then you go back to the cashier where you were the first time and pay. And get this, the receipt. And then you go to the next department. Then they take the thing. They might say, oh, you need to have this. And so then you have to go back to the cashier. Now, this is the cashier's on the first floor. These departments are on multiple different floors. You go back and you pay. You go and then you go to the next place. All of this you pay for before you go back to the doctor and get your diagnosis. And if the doctor says, okay, now you need to have an antibiotic, you have to go back to the cashier and pay and then come back to get the antibiotic. Now imagine that when you have a broken leg, a broken leg, <laughs> abdominal pain to where you can't stop puking. Oh, God. And, and that's imagine if you can't pay. If you can't pay, you don't get treated. They will let you just die. They don't care. I don't know if it's they don't care. I have a feeling they just... They don't the care. The system is not designed to deal with... To deal with, you know, immediate issues. Now, the other side of that is... Now, I don't know what emergency rooms are like. I have been in one. So and it I don't was know if those are different or not. Frightening. I know Thailand was very different. If you walked into an emergency room in in the the hospitals that we went to, I mean they. Oh, Thailand was, was a dream. They were the yeah. Uh, they they, they, they escort really escort you and take you, and they're so clean and I would feel comfortable walking barefoot in a Thai hospital. Oh yeah. Because they are, I wouldn't feel comfortable walking in an American hospital barefoot. I wouldn't feel comfortable being barefoot in China. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That's in the country anywhere. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My next one. Change your fucking gloves and use a new needle before you come at me. Oh, God. What else you got? That's it? Is that the last one for the no. medical stuff? Because really, honestly... That we know. They tried to kill you. Uh, letting it. strangers in the room during a medical exam is rude. Why? Allowing strangers to video record my medical procedure is wrong and intrusive. Why? What's the big deal? Violating my human rights for your entertainment is Human criminal. rights? What the hell are you talking about, lady? You think you got human rights? Man, please. If How could you have human rights in a place that doesn't believe they're, they're in the... <laughs> a place that believes they're not human. Fair point. <laughs> okay. That's it. Okay. So what else? You, I mean, do you have anything 
specific to say about your other medical things? Oh, well, just the whole fact that they try to come in. You have to get blood work done when you first come and you get your medical checks. They want to make sure you don't have any, you don't have HIV or tuberculosis or so they do blood tests. That's fine. That's it. That's what you But what they about? do is they have their rubber gloves laying on the, the table. And they will put on fresh plastic gloves like the food service gloves and put those on and then put the old rubber gloves on top of the food service gloves. Like these stupid bitches think that the glove is supposed to protect them, not supposed to protect the patient. Right. Duh. What the fuck? Wait a minute. And then. They only worried about themselves. And then. Patients. What's a patient? They try to use the same damn needle. I watched this woman pick up a needle she had just used on somebody else and was coming at me to take my blood, and I refused to even let her come near me. Yeah. And your assistant's looking at me like, what's wrong? Hey, I was lucky because the day that I went, I was the first patient. (laughs) I was the second. So I was like, yes, I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. I was the second patient. And he's looking at me like, what's the matter? And I'm like, no, she needs to use new gloves. So what does she do? She takes off the latex gloves and gets new plastic gloves to put on. Like, I care about her plastic gloves inside the latex. What the fuck? Maybe she saw you as food. Oh, God. That's why she had food service gloves. China. Hey, I'm sorry, but. There's nothing about China that makes me say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel good about going to anything any place that's some um some kind of medical place in China. Um the one thing the one good thing about Thailand, or at least in Phuket, was that they they had some kind of like rule that said and maybe it could have been Hospital specific. It was the international hospitals. Right. But they they had to have gone abroad for their education. They couldn't just have been right. in Thailand. Yep. They had to actually go outside and actually learn how to do Western medicine. Yep. If they were going to be allowed to work in the West, in the international hospitals. And we had amazing care in Phuket. Yeah, and and the other side of that is really, it's not. I guess it's it's care that you just expect, right? From living in a Western country, but it was really more about just them being able to tell you what they're doing. That's where China yes. falls short. Yes, it's not. And the person could be standing there. They could have. Now, I don't think they. I don't think they could go to the states and not pick up the English on how to talk right. to patients. But they could be standing there knowing exactly what to do for you. Right. But they can't express it. And then it goes through this whole translation process and it comes out as something else. And then you're just like, hell no, that's not going to happen to me. Yes. And that's I think that's where a lot of their problem is, is in the translation. And they don't they're not focused on patient comfort. Right. Whereas in the West, we are focused on that because especially in America, 
you can go, you can choose any, for the most part, you can choose a, a, in your area at least, what, four or five different hospitals to go oh, to. Oh, sure. So you can, as a consumer, choose different hospitals, whereas in China, you're really not choosing hospitals. You're not looking at them going, I want to go here because they're better for this or they're better for right. that. Oh, they've got this pediatric thing at this hospital. That's where I want to be for my child. Right. Or what. No, yep. they're not doing that. They're just state-run medical facilities, right. and you're going to get the same care no matter where you go. Yep. Yep. That whole... They're all shitty. Yeah, they're all shitty. They're all shitty. The fact that people come here specifically for medical care is frightening. Well, they don't, I don't know if they come for medical care, but they come for the, the, the organs. Yeah, but you, like, you have a coworker that came here specifically for medical care. I do? Yes. Really? Yes. Why would they do that? Because the medical care in their country wasn't as good as it is in China. That's a different problem. That's even more frightening. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that, that's kind of. Because when they told me that, I was like, you did what? I say, what not? What? I don't I don't understand. Like, it's not computing. This does not compute. And, this does and not then compute. And they said, you know, I couldn't go to the States to get the procedures done, to get my medications, because it's too expensive. Damn sure is. But they came here to get the stuff done and to, you know, live and work so that they could continue their treatments here. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess you could say the same thing about, say, going to some place like being in the States and going to Mexico. Yes, you're going to get be able to get, say, medicines that are quite cheaper. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, and, and, and not as highly regulated. So you can actually buy them over the counter. Right. Which is what you could do and get. Right. Cause you know, I walked in and said, I have bronchitis. I need this particular medication. This is how much of it I need. This is the dosage I need. And the pharmacist was like, okay, here you right. go. Right. But see, pharmacists are not, it's just not the same. The whole system is not the same. Our right. system is, while you may know what you need, there's all these safeguards to, to protect the businesses that sell it. Right. So then they're always protecting themselves from you give, making a mistake. So that means that a doctor, you had to have well, seen a doctor in order to get They are also, it. pharmacists are really the unsung heroes because they will look at your medical history, you know, whatever the information is you give them. And if the doctor prescribes you something that you aren't supposed to have or is going to interact poorly with your current medications, they're the ones who stop it. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but they, they're looking at, I mean, when you go into a pharmacy in Thailand or China, they don't it's ask kind of, a, of that it, stuff. well, it's just a one-off. It's yeah. it's it, you just walk in and you're just getting the one thing. Yep. They're not they're not keeping track of nope. you and what you've gotten. I mean, they're writing it down on paper. Right. You know. Yep. It's just not the it's just not the same thing. Right. So. 
our medical system is is maybe a little more complete from the time you go in and you start interacting with the medical system to the time you get medicine from the pharmacy it's all one system essentially that that hopefully the checks and balances along the way will catch some problem or drug interaction right. or something along the way yeah. you know you giving your history to the to the person sitting there when you first walk into the to the doctor's office before they send you to the hospital and you're sitting there and and they say are you taking any other medications and you start rattling off the medications you're taking well that's just just going to negate what they're going to prescribe right so i yep. mean there's certain like i said there's certain things that are in place that are supposed to catch you know, and then if that doesn't catch your pharmacy, hopefully is the same pharmacy over and over and over. So then you're getting the same pills that you you're getting the same you're getting pills or or medicines that hopefully would flag in their system right. saying we gave them this last week. You right. know, <laughs> they they should not be getting this other thing, right. you know. Yeah, like I'm allergic to codeine and I'm allergic to Vicodin. And when I had my knee surgery, the doctors prescribed me Percocet. And the pharmacist said, you can't take this. And the doctor said, oh, sure you can. And the pharmacist said, no, you can't. So what did the doctor do in the hospital? Gave me Percocet. What happened? I had an allergic reaction. So <clears throat> it's that kind of stuff you don't get in Asia. Because they don't keep track. I guess maybe if I got medications at the at the hospital all the time, they would have a record. You would hope. But, I mean, it's just not how it works. You had whatever going on with your eye, and I just walked across the street and said, I need this. And they gave it to me. Mm hmm One, the girl gave me the wrong stuff the first time. Yeah, she gave you fucking Visine. Right. Get the red out. That was not the problem. So, China and medicine are not friends. Chinese, China and Western medicine. Yeah, mainland China, because I've been told by many a foreigner that Hong Kong is the place to go for medical stuff. Yeah, but but then... if you live on the mainland... To then go, I mean, we're only two hours from Hong Kong, but it would still be really ridiculous to try to go to Hong Kong just to see a doctor. You have to go through immigration and, I mean, just what a pain in the ass. I don't, I don't think you understand that. Well, I, I'm sure you understand it, but the idea that it's not convenient, that hasn't gotten to China yet. Most things in China are not convenient. That's true. So it's not, and when I say that, I'm saying it's not convenient for Chinese people. Right. You know, so it's definitely not going to be convenient for you. Right. Like, I really, really need to go see an endocrinologist, but I can't even find one here. Why? What new thing you got now? Because you're not allowed to have new things. This isn't new. Oh, it's an old thing? Yeah. Old. I, I old. just haven't had my thyroid checked in a long time, and I'm, I'm exhibiting symptoms that it needs to be checked again. That's, that's I know, all. but what, once it's checked, then what? Well, then they can tell me if my levels are okay. If I they can tell aren't. you your levels are not okay. <laughs> if they aren't, then, you know, I just change my diet to fix it or do whatever I need to do to fix it. What the health? Shh. Yeah. 
change your diet. There's your change right there. What the well, hell? Well, one of the things. What the hell? For example, one of the things that I learned, if you have hypothyroidism, you shouldn't eat tofu. You shouldn't eat soy, anything. And you shouldn't eat broccoli. All right. I'm More not, for me. I, I don't want to give up broccoli. I More eat almost me. every day. More for me. That's okay the protein. That. Calcium. Okay, you don't have a protein deficiency. I have calcium issues. But you don't have a protein deficiency. I know, but you I eat like all broccoli. them birds. Poor little birdies. Three little birds. <laughs> three little birds. That's all I got to say to you. Outside my doorstep? Do, 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 do. All right. That's it. That's do, my do, 10. Do, do, do. I don't whoops. worry. <laughs> about a thing. What else you got? All right. So. I got two of them that go together very nicely. Hit me. One. Sleeping at work is not just something we will or want to do. No. We here, in this case, Western teachers. Oh, no. 24. Wasting time at work is not something we will or want to do. I wish I had a panel of teachers. And then I would just let them argue that because this is probably one of the biggest bones of contention that teachers have Yeah. in the schools. Because we sit there, we work in the morning, we get to lunch, we have no problem taking a lunch and eating lunch. But we usually take about 30 minutes, between 30 to 60 minutes to eat lunch. Yep. Finish lunch. And the school is a ghost town. Yep. And we are sitting in our offices. And we are working. And all of the Chinese staff and teachers, staff, teachers, and students are taking a nap. Yep. Which is funny because the internet gets really, really slow at that time. So I don't understand how they're using the internet so much while sleeping. Right. But that's what they're doing. And basically, as a Western teacher, it just, it's just, it's, it, it literally just pisses you off. Yeah. Every single day. Yep. Because you are sitting there working and they are going to special rooms to go to sleep. Yep. They have a little cot in the office. So no, they no, 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 no. They have a whole rooms where they can go to sleep. Some of them sleep on the conference tables. What? Oh, yeah. They, they hide in all different places all over the school and go to sleep. The teachers. They can't go anywhere. They're stuck there. Remember that. They go back all to those teachers. To their dorm room. They don't all live there. I thought most of them lived there. Mm, they don't all live there. And that's further away. You gotta understand, it's on the other side of the track. It's a quite a ways away from their office. They can walk two minutes and go lay down. Or they can walk for five, six, ten minutes to get over to where their apartment is. And, you know, it's, and then have to walk the ten minutes back. That cuts into sleep time. Yeah. It's true. So. Yeah, they'll hork their meal down in like 10 minutes so they can run and go take a nap. 
or go play video games on their phones. Right. Which we found out what was happening for a lot of people. That's why the internet gets so slow. Because they're playing, they're actually playing with each other on their phones. The kids or the teachers? The teachers! Oh my God. But my problem with this is <clears throat> this idea of sleeping at work. Um, because of the situation of this school and where it is, it's not practical for us to jump on a bus and come back home. Right. You by the time you, that. by the time you did that, I mean, you'd literally be home like 10 minutes and you'd have to go back. Um, to come out, wait for the bus, come all the way back home. Even if you wanted to sleep in your own bed, you couldn't really do it. Well, that, that process waiting for the bus and taking it back could take 45, 50 exactly. minutes. Exactly. By the time you got back here, you'd be on your way back to school. Right. You, you wouldn't even want to get off the bus. You'd just. So the sleeping at work thing, um, I've been trying to get them to understand that this is not something we're in as a group. We're not going to do it. But, you know, they do it in Thailand as well. No, they don't. You didn't have a time after lunch where the kids were. That's kindergarten. The kindergartners had had naps. Our kids didn't have naps. Oh, I the kindergarten I worked with and the kindergartners. Kindergarten. They all nap. Yeah, yeah, kindergarten. Absolutely. They have like special little things that they roll out on the floor and special pillows and. It's all the same for all the kids, yeah. and they, yeah, yeah, that's kindergarten. They don't Remember, do that in, no. in primary nope. school? Nope, nope, not at all. They do not do the sleeping thing. Mm-mm. Hmm. Nope. And, and that's the thing that I guess it gets under our skin because as if you're going to be an international program, you kind of want them to not sleep. They, yeah, they need like, to learn. Over, over the two years... If you're, that's our program, that two and two idea. Maybe they should come into that program and we should be weaning them of that need. Yeah. Because no matter where they go in the West, they will, ne- unless it's Spain, they will never be allowed to have that time of sleeping in the right. middle of the day. And I don't even know if Spanish students get that opportunity. I don't. In I high school no or whatever. Idea. I don't know if that's a thing that they do. But for, for I know if they're going to send them to the States or Canada or whatever, you're not going to get that. There is no there is no come to school and go to sleep at school in the middle of the oh day. Oh, my goodness. I can't even. You know, and we don't work that way either. No. You don't go to work and go to sleep at work. Well, when we first arrived and we worked in the north, there was a secretary. Every time we would come into the school... She would be knocked out at the desk. Just yeah, this wasn't a normal sleep time. No, 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 no. This was her just every single time you walked in. Didn't matter what time you went there. She was asleep. Okay, this lazy motherfucker time. Yeah. Okay, that's not what we're what I'm but talking about, though. over the two years we were there, the other Chinese teachers would do the same thing if they were working the front desk. After lunch, they just go to sleep for an hour and a half, two hours. And it just floored me that this was their culture. That's why when I got to the hospital 1130 in the morning, there wasn't anyone. 
because everybody in the hospital was taking a nap. They closed down businesses. They closed down essential need things to take a damn nap. Okay, but there are other parts of the world that do the same thing. They close down the hospital and take a nap? Oh, yeah. Everything shuts down. At siesta time, they... they, they well, we need to move there so everything's, I can siesta. Everything stops. Everything. Which is fine. But I don't... I guess I don't have a problem with this idea of sleeping in the middle of the day. But I do have a problem when I'm not able to go... I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm right. a teacher. I have work that needs to be done. Yep. It shouldn't be. I. It, it just. It shouldn't be one for the students. It's bad for them, but it's also bad for the teachers because we are sitting there working and it's not it. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for us to be working Trying to get things done. The internet is now gone slow. Right. Because all these freaking people are playing games on their phones with each other. Yep. But they're calling it their sleep time. Their rest time. Yep. You know, that's where I, I think that one of the biggest issues comes in. Um, and then, you know, they... If they didn't have this time, their day could be shorter. Right. And they don't they don't seem to care about that. They think if they're if they're ha- forcing the students to be at school all day long, uh, all and when I say all day, it's twenty four hours in a day. They're right. there all day because um, they're boarding school. If they're going to be there all that time, they could be using that time in a far better fashion sure for the students benefit and then they could be ending school time earlier Before and having other in the right evening. and having other mm-hmm. things and other activities for the students to do in the evenings but see they're not that they can't they can't do other things because they have this time right. built into the system that, oh, you're going to go to lunch from 12 to 12, 15 or whatever. And then the other time you're going to be sleep right. until two o'clock. It's like, no, no, don't do that. If you didn't do that, you, yep. you know, and then you have all these kids that come to now they're coming to class at two o'clock. And they're all dead tired. They're all That next class after lunch is like the worst. Yep. And if the children were allowed to go to bed at a decent time, they wouldn't need a damn nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, but I don't know if that's really the problem. I I don't know if it's... Keeping them in the classroom till 10 o'clock at night is not healthy. I think the problem is more that they have no... They're, they're, they're trying to they're, they're trying to schedule every minute of their day yeah and and honestly why not give them leeway free time give them time to study give them time to do other things but because they're 
Chinese that, that, that none of that's going to happen. It's just right. not. It's just not. It's not in them to say like I do current events with my kids, my year twos. They don't. They they don't want them to know any of that kind of stuff. They're they're literally keeping them from it by yeah. sequestering them in schools, separating them from literally the rest of their own country. Yep. You know, so that's that's a different problem. Um, wasting time at work. Yeah, the wasting time thing. Um, wow. They're... they're There's they they they've taken time wasting to a new level. They are the most inefficient people I've ever ever encountered. Oh no, not just you. They're Chinese people are, are literally like the most inefficient worker in the world. Oh. So it's not just me then. No. I have this thing. I want this on a t-shirt. <clears throat> Somebody wants to make a t-shirt. It needs to say, organization will set you free. These people will need to communicate with someone. They need to go talk to this person to get some information. Instead of just sending them a text message, they were just texting them. Instead of ten sending a text message to ask or an email to ask the information, they will literally get up and go to the person's office, not knowing if the person is in the office or not. Now, remember, this decision is based on how important the information is. Right. That's the calculation. Instead of just saying, hey, send me this. Nope. They got to get up and go over there. And then the person may not have it. So they then have to get up and go somewhere else. All the while, they have their phone in their hand and they're constantly texting people back and forth. When they could have just sent a message. If you want to see efficiency of Chinese people, go to any mall in China. Oh, God. Just walk in the mall and count the number of people doing absolutely nothing inside the stores. That's all you have to do. Just walk in, just walk by the store and just count the number of Chinese people sitting there. Doing nothing, looking at you, for it. looking Sleeping at you. Sleeping on the display racks, and yep. And then yeah. you walk into the store, and now you've got someone following you around the store, like a little lost. And puppy. then, you know, there, it's it's just mind-boggling. It's like as a as a former manager in a place that that had volume of what we were doing go up and down throughout the day and you would yep. have to make decisions like we need to let people go home or yep. we need we need more people to come in or whatever. <coughs> it, it is so inefficient to see this process. I, I remember even in Thailand, we because we worked in our company was in the mall and we'd have to walk through the bedding section of the one store to get to our store. And you'd walk through the bedding section and these Chinese workers were literally laying on the beds. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, what are you doing? But nobody was down there. Nobody and was there. You've Have you ever? Oh, yeah. You've been to Ikea. You've been to the Chinese Ikea where they're all, yep. all the beds in the Ikea, all 
of the beds, all of the sofas, all of the chairs. They have Chinese people laying in them. I know, but sleep. weren't those weren't those customers? Sometimes they're employees too. I know, but those were customers mm. filling those spaces like they were like it was a lounge area. Yeah, they just sleep in them. Yeah, but that was well, customers though. More customers. I'm talking about the bedding place in Thailand where they were the workers. They were only oh, yeah. the workers. They weren't customers. Yep. Then none of them were customers. And you'd walk through and they would jump off the bed or yeah. they would stay laying in the bed, but they would, you know, and then they would be there to help you. Yep. It's like, why are five of you sitting here? There's right. five or six of you for this department. Yep. If, if, if this time of day is a dead time of day, you would not have that. Why would you be there? here? Why are you? Why are any of you here? And I was retail manager for years. There's no way. You got time to lean. You got time to clean. Get moving or go home. Yeah, the get home thing. Go home. Why are you here? But I'm as a manager, I'd be like, why did I make you come in? Right. Like we should have known that. Yep. This, between. Between 8 and, say, 11, there's no reason for anybody, any more than, like, one person to be here because we don't have anybody else. Right. Like, nobody's coming in at this time. But, yeah, wasting time. Um, I noticed that teachers seem to sit around waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And so then they sit wasting time and see the the idea of what a teacher should do. That's where I have the problem because it's like, okay, I'm supposed to, you know, grade my assignments. I'm supposed to lesson plan. I'm supposed to do these things to prepare for the next classes. Yep. They're not doing any of that work. No. They're making PowerPoint presentations based on a curriculum that's being handed down from someone else inside yep. of China. And well, I'm not even talking about inside the school, inside of China. Usually they just have to search for that PowerPoint presentation and download it. Right. They don't, they don't even have to make it. Okay. Because so I then, saw that time and time and time again, when we were in Wuhan and you know, I was in the primary with all those Chinese teachers in my office and they would say, Oh, we're doing this lesson. What's the link for the PowerPoint. And then we'll go out and get the PowerPoint from some that someone else has made. And hmm. that's what they use. They don't prepare at all. Yeah. That, that idea. And so then, then you have to ask yourself, what are they doing all day long? Because they're not giving homework. They're watching videos. They're uh, playing games. They're talking to their friends. They're eating at their desk, throwing their foodstuffs on the floor. They're taking a nap. I mean, it would be nothing for us to come back from our our first class after lunch and all the Chinese teachers would still be asleep at their desks because they might not have had a class after lunch, so they just kept sleeping. Or they came back from their class and went back to sleep. Yeah, the, the wasting time thing. It's like, I think, what did I find a few years ago? Somebody did a thing to talk about the efficiency level of the Chinese worker and they were like the least efficient of everyone in the world. 
and that that's something I think they're going to need to fix if they're going to continue to have Western workers because we're coming to work or working for home and being more efficient than they are, and they're at work longer. Right. Nobody denies that they're at work a long time. Right. But the amount of work that's actually getting done, it's like if you're going to be at work from 7.30 in the morning until, what, 5, 6 o'clock at night, if you're going to be at work that long, it seems like you would get a lot of stuff done every single day. Yep. Like you would never, <coughs> you should never have the issues that you have in your educational system. You should never have the inefficiencies that you have in your educational system if you have everybody at work that long. So then you have to ask yourself, what the hell are they doing? Right. Because they're probably not being efficient. Right. They're probably doing something. I mean, and I watch the guy I work with. I watch him. You know, it's like, where are you going now? Oh, I have to go here to get this piece of paper. It's like. Really? You have to walk all the way over there to get a piece of paper? We have a printer right here. Why do you have to walk to go get something? And that that idea, that old that's a it's a much older way of working. Right. For us. For us, it's it's like going back to the nineties or something, or the eighties or the seventies. You know, it's like an it's like a just a different time of work. Right. Whereas they're still doing it. Like I said, China is America of the 1950s with the internet. That's China. It has not progressed past that point in on so many different ways. Right. So I'm looking for this list that you had of the most efficient countries. I thought I had got it from somewhere. I think it was from like 20, the U.S. was number five, 2012 or 2011 or something like that. This I can't is remember. From 2015. All right, you talk to the people. Luxembourg is number one. The U.S. is number five. U.K. is number fifteen. Um, let's see. Japan is number twenty. Czech Republic is 25, Korea 30, Mexico 35, and China isn't even on this list. That's how inefficient China is. But I'm looking to see because there was a list, and I remember reading it, about the most inefficient countries. It's... it's their inefficiency makes me crazy. You know, they'll send you ain't the only one. They'll send you a message saying, "We have a meeting in um, August. This is June. We have a meeting in August. It's going to be this date to this date. We'll send you further details." Now, for me, if this meeting is going to be this date to this date, I already know. I would book the flights. Book the, the transportation, book the rooms, start building the meeting schedule, start building a diet or, you know, the, the catering schedule, all that stuff. That would all be done by probably the first week of July. 
because I would I would need to have all that stuff done so we could save money as a company. The longer you wait, the more you pay. Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother issue. The idea of of being ahead of the game so that you save money. That's not absolutely not part of the calculation for Chinese companies. No, not at all. My company what paid double just to get us to go to Beijing last year. Well, in August they paid it they paid double 3, or triple. They paid 3,000 yuan. They paid triple. They paid 3,000 yuan for your ticket to go. When I had looked in June, it was less than 1,000. Right. So, that that this is not part of the calculation. They're not looking at it the way we're looking. We look at it like solidify the date. Yep. Make sure everybody knows what it is. Book the tickets yep. to get the best price yep. that we can get, which is today's price is going to definitely be better than tomorrow's price. Yep. And then once that's done, okay, now let's get the word out to everybody and, and you know, you, you plan, you basically, everything goes around those dates. It's not, it's a fixed point now because you're going to, you, you've already, you've, you've, you're so far ahead, but you can get those tickets. Right. That, you know, what we're talking about is airline tickets. You're, you want to get those tickets in, locked in. Yep. And then after that, you, you, you're now, you're just saying, this is the time. We've got the transportation done. Now we can plan all the other stuff. They're going to be here for a week and blah, 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 right. blah. Instead of the day before you're supposed to fly. Oh, please bring your own toiletries. Yeah. Please bring your own bedding. Please, you know. Yeah. And then you get there and they had everything. Which means you had, I mean, you're going to be there for a week. That means you could have a, potentially an overage in, in clothes. Because right. you don't know what you're going to be running into or what the weather is going to be like. Yep. And then all of a sudden you might be over in your luggage uh, uh, allotment and you didn't need to bring certain things right because just because they didn't tell you and the bad part about that was we were staying on the campus so they they had total control of where we were staying we weren't even staying in a hotel so they knew exactly what we would need to bring or not need to bring yeah and they just didn't trans they it just didn't get told to us yep. so we were taking things that we didn't need to take right you know yeah you took pillows and blankets sheet yeah but they also had toiletries they had soaps and it was the same soap i used i mean it was the same stuff i just didn't bring it i just didn't take their crap right you know because i'm not gonna i'm just not gonna i have an issue with taking things from people i agree you know and it's not stealing. I'm saying I'm just, I, I, I'm not going to be beholden to you because you, you know, you bought you, soap yeah, you bought and I, thing. and now I have, I took it home. Right. I don't want you to ever say, you know, well, you used our soaps. Like, fuck you in your soap. <laughs> Here's this five. You went across on. the street and bought it. Just like I could have went across the street and bought it. Right. All you had to do was tell me there was a fucking store. I didn't need to bring it. Right. You know, we packed food and. All kinds of stuff because we had no idea. Well, we had no idea because they didn't tell us. Right. Yep. 
you know, but that was that communication problem. Yep. All right, what else you got? What else do I have? Um, I have an easy one. Um, there's really not a whole lot to talk about with this one. Uh, the ones that come after this all go together. Do not follow me around your store. When you do, I will buy less. Oh God! If, I, hate uh, I don't. That shit. I I really wish I could. Maybe I should get that on a sign. If I put it on a sign and walked into stores in China, or maybe made a T-shirt. I don't think it would matter. No, I think it would because they don't understand that that's how we shop. Right. That by you standing there. You are basically forcing me not to buy anything. Well, one thing that really pisses me off is you'll you'll pick up an item. And now this person, when we say follow you, they are like a half a body's width away from you. They are right on your shoulder. And you'll pick up an item and they'll tell you, no, 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 don't buy that item. Buy this item. And it's usually based on price or whatever promotion or they have sale. on. sale. Right, whatever promotion they have going on. Or that person works for that company. <laughs> right, right. It's, or it's their personal preference. Has It has no bearing on whether or not we want to buy it. It's just, oh, no, I think you should get this. I had that when uh, one day I was downstairs. At, there's a little convenience store out front of our gate. And I went to pick up some potato chips because I needed these particular type of chips for what we were eating for dinner. And this girl who did not work there, I don't really understand why she did it, but she tried to tell me I was buying the wrong chips and that I should buy the other one. And I just looked at her like, who the, what? what? I know what I want to eat. See, that's a moment when you want to look at them and be like, bitch, please. But the lady who owns the store, she did. <laughs> she cussed her out. I know, but. You know, I just looked at like, think, no, I I'm, think, no, what? I don't, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm okay with, like, if you were walk, if you were in a store and say a place where you understood the language really well and, and someone said, you know, that this other item that's similar to what you're buying right now is on sale. It's just one aisle over. Right. Now you would see that as helpful information, even if. You chose to spend more money. Right. Okay. So you're not really, it's not really, you're not really objecting to the fact that someone is there to try to help you make a better buy. I don't need that. No, but trust me, if it's, it's the way the information is being transmitted and it's the lack of understanding Yeah. on our part, because we don't understand them necessarily so well. It's true. You know, but like I said, if there was a person there that said, hey, this thing is is more expensive than that one. And they're exactly the same. Right. If you got that information, you'd be like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm going to buy this one. then. I'm going to buy the cheaper one. Right. Thank you. Yep. But they're not able to say that to us and we're not able to understand it. So maybe that's what they're telling us. Or there's going to there's they what what. What I usually gain from them is this one's better than that one. Right. Okay. Now, if that's your thing, now it's like, okay, now you're just giving me your pers- your personal preference over my personal preference. I already know this product. Yep. I don't know that product. Your personal preference is not going to factor into what I buy right. now. 
but that's how Chinese people shop because they would go in to reach for one product in the aisle and when you, and I'm talking about you personally, yes. when you go in and you buy the one next to it, they will put theirs back and buy yes, the one you picked up. that happens all the time in the liquor store. If I pick up a champagne, which, hey, why am I not drinking a champagne? I don't know. I'm drinking wine. Keegan, will you bring me a little bottle of champagne when you come back? Um, when I pick up a champagne, if there is a Chinese person in the store shopping, they will buy the same product. Why? Because I have it, so it must be good. Right. It has nothing to do with what the product is. It has nothing. It only has to do with the fact that, oh, look at the white lady bought it. So right. So that must be the thing that we should buy. I told my students about that. They, they, they could not believe that um, people would do that. But they and do it be every so day. blatant about it. And they, they, they were like, really? That really happens? It's like, yes. This really time. happens, and this is this is what we've dealt with all along. Remember, we would walk through um, Vanguard in um, oh, yeah. Chi and that used to happen to us, where you would walk through and you would touch something, like like thinking about buying it, and be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna buy this today." And, and then, then you would bam. get a bunch of people walk over to that very spot, like you had dropped like manna from heaven, and they would be like, <laughs> "Oh." We need to buy this now. And it's like, but, you know, I didn't even buy it. Why Why do you think it's a, something that's necessary to buy, you know? So, All yeah. Right. I've got my Blanco. Oh, Bianco. What is it? What is it? Bianco. Bianco Nero. Mascato? I don't know. Is this going to hurt me? I don't know. You bought it. What is it? Oh, that's nice. What is it? Yeah, it's, it's all nice going down. It's a white sparkling wine. Now, let's see if I break out. <laughs> Do I have to see? <laughs> <laughs> Keegan, you might like this one. You want to try it? Oh, God. You said, let's see if I break out. No, let's not see. The bottle's so cute and tiny. See, it that's fits in my that, little see, baby hand. That's, that, that's not a reason to buy anything. So I want the bottle. Like, I can almost wrap my whole hand around it. That's not a good quality. I have tiny hands, people. This is not a joke. I have tiny hands and tiny feet. All right. <clears throat> are we, are we going to continue? Well, sure. Where are we? How much time have we got here? Oh, we've been talking for two hours. Really? Really. Wow. Really? Talking to you is so easy. Yeah, okay. I like it. Why are you huffing and puffing at me? Well, I'm looking at my list. Oh. So it's not me you're huffing and puffing no, at. No, I'm look I'm looking at the I'm looking at what's what what is to what is to come. Are we are we gonna continue or are we gonna stop there? You want to stop there? It's up to you, Aaron. What else? What else you got over there? Oh, I got, I got, I got. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. All right. <laughs> Hold on one second. 
I, I'm, apparently, I'm not able to manage my phone at this moment. Oh, no. There we go. All right. Too much wine. Too All much right. Yellowtail. Don't drink that wine. All right. <laughs> See, that's my child. NWA, DT. <laughs> if you want me to participate, you must include me in the planning process. 27. You must plan. 28. Uh, organization was You such a must free. learn the word cooperation. You telling me what to do is not cooperation. Amen. 29. If I am a if I am working as a quote foreign expert, why don't you ever listen to me or take any of my ideas seriously? Number 30. If you treat me as if you don't need me, then why did you hire me? Woo! You are, you are on. 31. Best practices! <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! They don't even know what that 32, means! 32. Research-based decision-making! Oh, God, Aaron. 33. Data-driven decision-making! Aaron, Aaron, you're killing me. Stop. Yeah, I told Stop, you. I told you. I warned you at the beginning oh of God, this thing. Oh, God, that's so good. Oh. So that's 26 wait, wait, wait. to 30. You don't have developmentally appropriate practices in there? Nah, well, why? <sighs> why? Why? Why would I even have that? DAP is important, man. Man, please. I'm not talking about what happens in the classroom. I'm talking about the freaking idiots that are teaching in the classrooms. Come on, Keegan, take a swig. Quick. And? It's nice, right? And what is the verdict? It's nice, but... Nice? It has a weird smell. You said it's nice, but it has a weird smell? It's... It's offensive to the nose? I don't think so. Okay. So that's what I got. You really want to discuss that, or you want to save that for the next the next cast? I think I think we'll have to unpack that later because. Uh huh. See, I knew, I knew, I knew. Because I think that we could spend another hour on just those five little things right there, six little things. And I don't think you want to do a whole another three hour or a three hour podcast. All right, so since we're not doing another three, uh, doing a three-hour podcast, you can find us on the YouTube's, on the Facebook, on the Pinterest, and on the iTunes at the Traveling Fars. You can find our email and send us messages. We love to hear from the people. So people talk to us at travelingfars at gmail.com. But, of course, we listen to you when you send us stuff at other places. And the website. Don't forget the blog. Stuff is going up on the blog all the time. Um, I, I, I keep threatening that I'm going to put some photography on the blog. but Please you know, do. You're on vacation now. Now I could probably do it. I could probably take some time um, now that I've finished Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. Um, I, can, I could do some... Uh, some photos from from our travels website the traveling net no ease in blueberry twitter and instagram is just traveling fars please check us out hit us up look for the kids and all the craziness that they do because they do craziness 
much more than we do craziness. We're crazy. Mm -hmm. They're extra crazy. Yeah, they just put up. They're uh, like extra crispy or whatever. They just put up their third episode of Growing Up Expat, what it means to be a TCK. Um, TCK. And they just recorded one today about there's living. There's a lot of laughing in it, right? Yeah, a living life with an narcolepsy <laughs> as a TCK. Because... I was watching something while they were recording. Oh, my so gosh. There's lots of laughing in it. Laughing that has nothing to do with them. I would also like to give a special shout out. Shout out. To, uh -oh. to Jeffrey shout Cook out. from the Clockwork Dragon Publishing from the mm -mm. Nad Pod Pomo. Nad Pod Pato Pato Bobo. He sent me the first two books from his um, his Ferris Fowl collection, his Fair Folk Chronicles, and so far they are so good, so so good. So check out the Fair Folk Chronicles. Where can people check out the? They chronicles? can find them on Amazon.com, and they're written by Jeffrey Cook. And his wife Sherry. Um, but are these are these YA. These text? are YA text. They are fantasy. There's a little FYI for those of you that don't aren't aren't with the lingo. YA means young adult. Yeah, they're really good. In other words, Karen potato chips. But we'll just stick with young adult for now. I love potato chips. <laughs> they are they are my addiction. I love potato chips, um, but. They're really good. I'm really, really enjoying them. There's a lot of funny parts and it's magic, some mystery. Check them out. I'll put a link in the description on the blog space under the video. I'll make a comment and put a link to the the books so people can check them out because they're really good mm-hmm that's all i have so you got yep aaron keegan should have their next video up probably tomorrow for their growing up expat and if you have anything you'd like to ask the children please feel free to ask on the facebook page or send us an email word or even comment in their YouTube videos. Word. That's it. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Peace.